Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. So good to be in the house of God. It's really a privilege, you know, once again to be bringing the word after Pastor Posse Sashari. You know, they were here and just sharing their hearts and and it's just so fresh and wonderful, you know, to, for them to be with us and then continue to pour out things coming from their hearts. But also, I would like to thank the Lord. You know, I, I'm kind of uh, excited and all, all at the same time also be kind of, I know, uh, nervous. <laughs> I've not done this before, but pray for me. Okay, but I'm excited because I believe the Lord has a word for all of us. This has been brewing in my heart for months. And uh, let me start with this. You know, there's a passage or a story actually in the Bible, in the Old Testament, that talks about our eyes seeing something. Okay, and uh, this, the, the premise of the story is the king of Syria was attacking Israel. And Israel was receiving intelligence where the camps of the Syrians will be. So the king of Syria wanted to know, is there a spy amongst us? And then they said, no, but Israel has a prophet. And the prophet kind of hears the very words you're speaking in your bedroom. So there's like heavenly intelligence. There's like, you know, inside information happening. There's a downloading coming from heaven to the prophet Elisha. And now in 2 Kings 6 to 13, uh, 6, 13 to 17, let's read, follow the story. And he said, go and see where he is, Elisha, where uh, Elisha is. And then I may send and seize him. And it was told him, behold, he is in Dothan. Verse 14, so he sent their horses and chariots and a great army, and they came by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Then verse 16, he said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. It's like where we're at right now, what shall we do? Amen. There's something about us seeing beyond the natural. And you and I, God has given us this ability to see with spiritual eyes. As people in Christ, as believers in Christ, we do not just have one set of eyes. The set of eyes wherein it's natural, you see me, I see you, and that's reality. We see what's happening in the world, that's reality. But ladies and gentlemen, God has given us the Spirit. God has given us a spiritual insight. He has given us spiritual eyes to see beyond the natural and see what God sees. All right? And so let's continue. Verse 17, And Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, and this is my prayer for all of us today, please open our eyes that we may see. Please open our eyes that we may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. 
And behold, I see the provision. And behold, I see the protection. And behold, I see the supply that comes from heaven. And behold, I see the glory of the Lord. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Behold, I see. That is our prayer as, as leaders here at New Life. That we begin to see what God wants us to see. And if you need a title for this message, the title is Fresh Eyes. Fresh Eyes. That we will have fresh eyes in this clouded season. That we are praying that our days, we will see our days with eyes of faith, eyes of hope, eyes of love. Fresh speaks of healthy, clear, bright. You know, new, revive. A new perspective, I pray. A new seeing and a knowing. Eye speaks of focus. I speaks of mindset. I speaks of, uh, like what I said, a vision or perspective. What are you looking at right now? What are you expecting with regards to the days to come? Are we seeing with fresh eyes? Or are we seeing with eyes that are full of negativity, of no hope? But let me say this. God's desire is that He, you and I, live our lives with fresh eyes. Do you know that God is really interested in what you see? Do you know that? He wants for you to see what He sees because what you see is who you're going to become or what you're going to become. And so, Matthew 6, says in the ESV, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy or healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And if you continue to read the context, he's talking about no one can serve two masters. Either you hate, will hate the one and love the other. Just like a while ago, I was saying, you cannot focus on two things at the same time. You either need to make a choice. I need to focus on my God or I need to f focus on other things. Right? Here, he's talking about master, uh, God, and money. All right? It's simply saying that seeking money and pleasure rather than love and truth of God will ultimately lead to despair. So there is a contrast here, and we have the ability to make a choice. We have the ability to see beyond the natural, just like what I'm saying. You know, in the Amplified, Matthew 6, 22, uh, 22 says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, everybody say clear. Healthy, clear, spiritually what? Wow. Spiritually uh, perceptive. Your whole body will be full of light, benefiting from God's words or precepts. Come on. If our eyes are fully alive or, or clear, spiritually pers perceptive, something happens then we are going to be fully, you know, benefiting from it. Proverbs 29, verse 18 in the Amplified. Where there is no vision, no revelation of God and His Word, the people are unrestrained. Unrestrained means they quickly wander away, easily discouraged. But happy and blessed is who who keeps the law of God. Amen. God's desire is that we see with fresh eyes the days that we're living in. I believe that God's desire is that we live with prophetic vision. You know, prophetic vision is seeing the things the way God sees them. 
once, once again, prophetic vision is seeing the things that God, the way God sees them. I believe there's a plan and a purpose in the midst of all of this. I believe we're living in a time and season wherein either we, we hold back or we cower in fear, or there's an opportunity for you and me to just move forward and by faith see the promises that God has given to you and to me. Amen? And so prophetic vision is seeing things the way God sees them. What are you seeing? What are you seeing with regards to your situation? I know there are many, many, many things, bad things, negativity. There's grief. There's sorrow. And we do not belittle all your experiences, the bad experiences. But then again, God wants us to see beyond, knowing that we were made, you know, for eternity, not just for the temporary that we were made with a God destiny inside of us. And if this is the destiny that God has for us in the now, then let me say this. This is not what the Bible says with regards to our destiny. I believe we're just going through as what the Bible says in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For what? You are with me. That psalmist or that shepherd, rather the sheep, is looking at the shepherd and is finding the, re the reason why he can go through the valley is because the shepherd is ahead of him, the ahead of the sheep. And so prophetic vision is seeing the way God's seeing things the way God sees them. It is discerning the purpose of heaven in your time. Discerning the purpose of heaven in your time. What is your purpose for me in this time, God? Amen? As well as perceiving the destination God has set before you seeing what God wants to do now and seeing where God wants you to go in the future. That is prophetic vision. Even when it is not yet manifesting to the natural eye and even when it seems as if you will never reach it. Something about the Spirit of God just coming down and just making you see through His Word an impartation of hope, impartation of light, an impartation of life. You know, Pastor Paul Sushari has been speaking along the lines of faith. You know, faith sees. Just like Abraham, right? Sees God, doesn't really see the natural yet. You know, go uh, get out of your family, get out of your country to a land I will show you. You know, that takes faith. Get out first and then I will show you. Uh, Lord, show me first so I can get out. No, God says, no, trust me. Because it's really more than the blessing, more than the destination. It's not just the destination. It is the process. Amen? The process of learning, the process of us learning more and more to trust in Him and have faith in Him. Because Christianity is all about believing. It's all about trusting in Him. Amen? And so even not seeing the natural, even the manifestation of what you're believing for, the one thing that will confidently move you forward is if you have prophetic vision, if you see what God sees. Our focus is to be set on the purpose of God, amen, and not on the resistance that we face along the way, amen. Our focus must be on God and the purpose of God. What is your purpose in me, God? And I will pursue that based on what I see, the way you see me. Amen. We must have the right vision for us if we are to finish at the right destination. Amen. Like what Mylene said, we're coming to, to
to like two years of this pandemic. I don't know how long this will last. But I believe there is grace for us to go through this with, with eyes to see. Amen? With eyes to see. Amen? And making the most of our opportunity. Amen? Making the most of the times that we're living in. These are glorious times. Arise is not just a watchword so that we can, you know, go through life, you know, so that we have a word that we can put in a billboard. No, it is something that from the heart of God is speaking to all of us. Amen? You know, we are believers and we need to know where the focus is to focus on in times that are challenging. And God has given that, that to us. To know how to refresh our focus even and to review our God-given vision. Amen? What are you looking at right now? Just like what I said, is so important. Because whatever you focused on the most becomes the most important in your life. Whatever you focused on the most is the most important, becomes the most important in your life. You know, Pastor Paul, Sister Shadi, they were sharing along the lines of Hebrews chapter 11, right? And you would see these are like the men of faith, people who've gone before us, and uh, they saw and overcome through their believing. And countless more, not written in scriptures. But let's continue by reading Hebrews chapter 12. What, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, in the Amplified, therefore. Now, therefore, the reason why it's therefore is because of chapter 11, all right? Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, amen, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and clearly or rather cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance and active what? Persistence, the race that is set before us. Now, let me focus on the people who are just cheering us on. Come on. We are in this atmosphere wherein men and women of faith who has gone before us, you know, have conquered who stayed, who endured, and now they are in a place wherein they're cheering you on. If you go back to the original, you know, surrounded with uh, so great a cloud of witnesses, I read somewhere before that these are people just like on the, on the stands, right? That we are in this race, but they are on the stand. They're finished their, their course. Now they're cheering you on. It's as if they're saying, come on, Cox, you can do it. You know, Giselle, don't give up. Come on, Nash, pursue, move on. You know, a new life, just continue. They are cheering you on because of the faith that they saw and what they accomplished through their believing. But the Bible says, if you look at Hebrews chapter 11 towards the last part of the verse, that we have something more, something better. They were focusing be something before the cross, and you and I now are focusing, you know, on Jesus, focusing, you know, with regards to the finished work of Christ. And so they're cheering you on. These are people who've overcame, and they're cheering you on and saying, don't give up, move on, right? There's a destiny waiting for you. Keep on believing, keep on hoping, all right? And then it tells us now we have a choice. 
to strip off everything, things that will try to hinder us from moving forward. It's as if I need to make a choice. I need to see what God wants me to see. And therefore, anything that hinders, anything that will distract, you know, I will be intentional to let that go. Amen? It's kind of, kind of powerful what God is wanting us to see. Amen? It's kind of wanting us to see the opportunities that we have right now. Look at verse 2. Looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus. I know you've heard this message or maybe you've read upon this uh, set of verses, but understand this. This is what we need to do. Amen? It says, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Let me read it. Amen? The first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity. Wow. For the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross. Talking about, you know, focus. Let's talk about focus. Jesus was on the cross and he was looking at the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. What is that joy? The joy is you and me. Amen. The joy is that you and I, one day when he was at the cross, he was looking at this time that you and I will give our lives to him. That there will be peace now with God and man. That there will be an open heaven for us to now continue to live, you know, because of that relationship that we have with him. And so that is the joy. Aren't you glad that Jesus was focused? Aren't you glad that Jesus, in spite of all the torment and all the things that were, he was carrying at that time, the sin was, that was upon his body, he chose to lift up his eyes, he chose to focus on, he chose to continue to uh, focus on what is good. Amen? Focused on you and me. Focus on his love for you and for me. And so it says here, for the joy of accomplishing the goal, set before him and endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and now sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. There are two things that I consider here for me to having fresh eyes. Number one, the, I need to learn how to look away, to look away from things that will distract me. Amen. To cut things that will you know, cut things that will try to hinder me and distract me. Amen. It's a personal choice. You and I need to do that, and it's a daily thing. It's a major adjustment always. Amen. For us, for me to have fresh eyes, for me to continue to see what God sees, I need to know how to look away from the things that will try to distract me. But the second thing is to learn what? To learn to keep on looking to Jesus. Learn to keep looking to Jesus, focusing my eyes on Jesus. Know your starting point and know your intended destiny. You know, as I was meditating on this, God was saying to me, look at your timeline. How did you start? Well, I said, Lord, I started the moment I received Jesus, right? So that is your starting point. Isn't that glorious? Your starting point is Christ. And based on this verse, what is your, I'm not saying end point, but what is your emerging destiny? Christ. So Christ, book ends. Christ, and then Christ. Right? And so if it is glorious in Christ at the beginning, therefore, 
my destiny is going to be Christ. It's still going to be glorious. Amen? Do you know? That's why, first, before I go to that thought, do you know that He is the author and then He's the perfecter of our faith? Right? The Bible says it's so clear. So He is the one who started the work in you, and then He's the one who's going to help you get into where He wants you to be. Our part is to focus on Him. We know this. But it's so hard when we see things in the natural, especially in the days that we're living in. You know, many, many challenges, you know, that we're facing. Even as nations, they are like grappling with regards to how to contain and how to move forward with regards to this pandemic. But for you and for me, you know, what gives me confidence to continue to move in faith is I know who started this. My starting point is Christ. And my end point, if I could say my end point, my destiny is Christ, then if He started it and He's the one who's going to finish it, then I need to just keep on looking to Him. Amen? I need to keep on looking to Him because He's going to lead me, guide me, help me see things that are needed along the way. I heard someone say, you're always a winner. You're always a winner. In every situation, you're always a winner, right? Amen? You stay, you're a winner. You go, you're a winner. Amen? You are a winner. We are victorious in Christ. Amen? And so know this. Now, this is the thought that I want to give to you, that God speaks to us in the present with our future in mind. Once again, God speaks to you in the present with our future in mind. Okay? He talks to you as He sees you in your identity in Christ now. All right? He sees you the finished product, as the finished product. It calls you the righteousness of God. He calls you loved. He calls you victorious. He calls you a winner. He calls you accepted. As far as He's concerned, He's speaking to you with your future in mind. And so whenever you hear the word talk to you, you know, the Spirit of God, He tells you along the lines, He talks to you and encourages you and lifts you up along the lines of your identity. Even in the failings and the fallings, you know, He tells you, you know what, you are loved, you know, stand up, you can do better, you know what, my grace is upon you, right? He tells you who you are now. You know, now in light of where he needs for you to be, he, he, the destiny that God has for you. So he sees the future in mind. Amen? What are we seeing today with regards to ourselves? Are we beaten? Are we, are we you know what, uh, are we uh, in a place where in giving up? Maybe it's time for us to hear what God wants to say to us and begin to see what he wants us to see. Amen? You know, that word focus, looking unto Jesus, the word looking is actually focus. It really signifies an undivided attention. That looking is the undivided attention, looking away from distractions in order to fix one's gaze on an object, right? On one object. And so it's as if you are drowning, okay? It's not just a casual look. It is like a look of love. <laughs> a look of, uh, yung, uh, of uh, 
des- not, not even desperation. It's a look of, hey, I need you. It, it's, a, it's a look of really help me. It's an attentive, expectant look, a steady and an absorbing gaze. It's really help me. That is the look, you know, that is um, represented here or if you study in the Greek. It's as if, like what I said, if you are drowning and somebody walks past by you, you do not look at him, you look unto him. Right? You look unto him. You're turning to him and asking him to rescue you. So that is a look that you're saying. It's not just a, it's a glance. It's really a gaze. So in the same way, when you look to Jesus, you're expecting him, Lord, I give you my life. Lord, heal me. Lord, save me. Lord, you will take care of me. Lord, you are my provision, right? Lord, you are my all in all. You look to Jesus, you're saying, whatever condition in my life, it must bow down to you. It must bow down to you. Amen? So rather than focusing on what is negative, what is false, there are many false news all around, why not focus on the truth? What is the truth? Right? For me, three things. For me, personally, and this is the statement of my life, who He is. I'll focus on who He is. I'll focus on what He's done, and I'll focus on who am I in Him. Uh, In every situation, I will focus on who He is. That will help me focus my eyes on Him. What He has done for me already, and what He's doing, want to do, and who I am in this situation. Amen? Amen? Are you still okay? Amen. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is so good. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I'm going to read a little. But I want you to see, I want to go to 4 verse 16 to 18 in the Amplified. So let me read this first. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us. Therefore, do not become discouraged, spiritless, disappointed, or afraid. Though our outward self is progressively wasting away, yet your inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. Amen. Verse 17, for our light or for our momentary light distress, this passing trouble is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, a fullness beyond all measure, surpassing all comparisons, a transcendent splendor, an endless blessedness. I love the Amplified. All right? Look at this, the contrast. There's a reason why in verse 16, therefore, we do not become discouraged. If you read the context, you know, chapter 3, this is chapter 4. Chapter 3 talks about the new covenant which we have in Christ. Right? It is a much more covenant. It is greater than the old. The glory, the old had glory, but the new carries so much glory. It's, it was the ministry of death, but today we have this ministry of light or life. And then chapter 4 starts that we have this glorious ministry. As we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Because of what we are in, we are under this covering of the new covenant. Think about this, all right? And then if you read in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 4, 4, 
Okay? And then we're, I'm going to read to verse 7 in the New Living Translation. Let's read, Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the eyes of those who do not believe. It's a picture really of us wanting to see what God wants to see. But there's an enemy that tries to blind us with fear and cloud our perceptions, especially Christians. All right? They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching ourselves. What is the cure to blindness? Preach Christ. Amen. Let me say that again. What is the cure to blindness? Preach Christ. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let there be what? When there is light, I can see. We can see. Let there be light in the darkness. What is needed in our situations today? Light. Amen? And so, it says, let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know or see the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We continue to preach Christ, and light is going to come in. Amen? You know, continue to preach, you know, what He's done, who He is, what He's done, and who we are in Him, and light is going to come in. Amen? And God is going to shine His light in our hearts in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, if we continue to read, we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Amen. We have the power already. Amen. In us, but it is of God coming from the light that we see. Come on. Verse 8, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Those suffer, through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death so th of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Amen. Verse 16, Therefore, do not become discouraged, spiritless, disappointed, or afraid. Though our outward self is progressively wasting away, <laughs> yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. You know my, my take there? Whatever is in the inside will come out on the outside. If I, look, if I see myself handsome, uh, Marco, you need to see yourself handsome inside, then it's going to come out. Right? You see yourself whole, it's going to come out. Amen? So what you see yourself, yeah, it's going to come out. Then verse 17, for our momentary, in light of everything, our momentary light distress is past, this passing trouble is producing for us an eternal weight of glory. We win. We win when we see Him. We win. Regardless of what's happening, we win. Amen. 
Because, and the Bible says in the Amplified, a weight of glory, a fullness beyond all measure, surpassing all comparison, a transcendent splendor, and an endless blessedness. So we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal, just brief and fleeting. Amen? But the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. Come on now. Oh, hallelujah. That's why I will have hope. That's why I have a future. That's why I have faith. That's why I can look forward to a bright tomorrow because I see beyond the natural. Amen. I see beyond what I see here with the deaths and all of these things. I'm still alive so I can hope. Amen. There's a bright tomorrow. Amen. Eternal weight of glory being prepared for you and for me, church. It's going to be glorious. The days that we're living in, it is glorious and it's going to be glorious. Amen. That's why we need the paradigm shift. We need a paradigm shift. An important change that happens when the usual way of thinking, you know, or doing things is replaced by a new and different way of thinking. This is what is needed for us as we move forward, amen, to have this shift from the natural to the supernatural, from the temporary light afflictions to the glory that is going to be revealed to the sons of God, amen. Yes, we go through. Yes, we be compassionate. Yes, we go through, you know, and help other people, but it's producing something for you and for me, amen. It's so important that we see things, you know, as God wants us to see. Amen? I speak that there is a heightened awareness of what God is doing in our season that we see as we pray. There were moments of prayers, all right? There are moments of prayers, and still, we're not out of the woods, right? We still continue to speak, continue to declare, continue to see, but something happens when we, we just stay in that atmosphere of wanting God for us, you know, for wanting God to sh showcase us and for his, his light, you know, to shine inside of us. I read somewhere, and I want to share this to you. He's, this is like a prophetic word, and it says, I have shaped you with my hands and prepared you for all that is coming. Set your eyes on me, and I will never disappoint you. You will not be taken captive by the fear of this age. Sit in my glory until you see as I see. Understanding will fill your heart and the hope within you will expand and overwhelm any fear. I know what is ahead of you, days of light and days of glory, years of delight and praise. Never, never give in to the despair around you. Fill your heart with revelation light. Fill your heart with revelation light. I like what God says, you know, through this man. He says, sit in my glory until you see what I see, the power of staying close to Him, the power of abiding, the power of intimacy. When we sit, we begin to see, sit where He sits, we begin to see what He sees. Amen? Let me give you some things here, some questions that I would like for you to ponder and meditate on with as you chew on the message right here. In every situation, let me say this, in every situation, there is an invitation for us to see beyond, right? To see beyond. Because you and I, we've established you have eyes to see. 
And it's through Jesus as we look at this word. And so here are questions for you to just ponder. Everyone in the, in watching online, let me ask you, in this situation, who is God to you? What is He revealing with regards to His nature? In this situation, wherever you're at, who is God to you? Who is He becoming to you? What is He revealing? The second question is, you know, to see what He sees and to know what He is doing. What is He doing in your situation? What is He doing with regards to this pandemic? Who is God? What is He doing? All right? And thirdly, to see what He wants me to be in this particular situation. To see what He wants me to be in this particular situation. What is He revealing with regards to my identity? Who He is? what he has done or what he is doing, and who am I, you know, being revealed in my identity? What's he revealing in this particular situation? I tell you, whenever you think about those things, in every situation, in every circumstance, I believe it's going to help us have fresh eyes. Amen? It's going to help us with fresh eyes. You know, Jesus always positioned his disciples while he was living here on earth to see beyond, right? To see beyond the miracles. The, he's teaching them always to think outside of the box, to think kingdom, to think not the natural, but begin to think the kingdom, to think supply, not demand, to think healing, not the sickness. And if you notice, his desire is that you and I also as the word is progressing and God is just continuing to speak to us, He wants for us to see what He sees. Amen? And so let me end with this. This is a prayer of Apostle Paul. And I know you know this prayer. Ephesians 1, 16 to 20. In the Amplified, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you, remembering you in my prayers. I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation that gives you a deep and personal intimate insight into the true knowledge of Him. For we know the Father through the Son. And then verse 18, And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and the core of your being, may be enlightened. You know, I woke up to this song a while ago. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Holy, holy is He. Right? Something about us seeing what God wants to see. A revelation that fills our hearts. And it says, the very core and the, the, the center and the core of our being may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit so that we will know, that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints. Wow, God's people. There's a calling, there's a power, there's the richness of His inheritance in us, the saints, so that you will begin to know 
what the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of His active and spiritual power in us who believe. Wow. That these are, these are in accordance with the workings of His mighty strength, which He produced in Christ, that He raised Him from the dead and seated Him as at His own right hand in the heavenly places. I pray that for all of us. I pray that for me, that we will have eyes to see the beauty and the excellence of our Savior, to see beyond the natural, begin to see with eyes of faith where God wants to go in the days to come. The days that we're living in, we need to partner with God. We need to partner with God. We need, as a church, to position ourselves to see and then begin to do what He wants to do in the days to come. What a glorious time that we're living in. Amen. We are able to begin to look to Jesus and see what He wants to do in the days to come. Let me pray for you right now. Father, we thank You for what we're receiving today. Thank You for the message that You continue, Lord God, to speak to all of us with eyes of faith that we begin to see beyond the natural and we begin to see what You see. Help us in every situation, God, that we see who you are becoming to us, to me. And also to see what you have done and what you are doing. And also to see in this particular situation, what am I becoming based on my identity? What is being revealed with regards to my identity? I pray that for everyone in this room. I pray that for everyone online, everyone watching. I thank you, Lord, for just the spirit of seeing and knowing. I look and I see. I look and I see. And lives are going to be transformed. Faith is going to rise up. Hope is going to rise up. Love is just going to overwhelm us as we look to you, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. We look to you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for seeing, for the gift of seeing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you illuminate these things today and in the days to come. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.